Welcome to the Sisters in Spirit podcast with your hosts Kate and and Melanie. We're getting into a really super fun topic today, which is reading the Word of God. Reading the Bible is such an important aspect to a Christian's life. Like, that is literally your lifeline, your lifestyle. That is what you have to live by. Yes, and it's really a great way that God speaks to us specifically, and it's a way for us to learn from the people in the past and also a look into the future. So I wanted to start off with what is the Bible? Some of you may not know. The Bible is God's living and breathing word. It is what God gave to us as a guide, as our history book, as a guide to what to do in the future, as a guide to do for what to do in literally every single situation you could like possibly that. think of. Yeah. And it's a compilation of books written by people who were all guided by the Holy Spirit. And it is the most reliable historical text of all time. There is a book that I read that was called A Case for Christ. And this book is amazing because I feel like a lot of people um, that are not believers will try to kind of get into arguments with you and be like, well, the Bible is not reliable. But you read history books, though, right? And you believe that George Washington existed. It's the same exact way. The same exact way in, in school. We read history books. We read about history. We believe what is said to us because there's documents that prove it. It's the same way that we believe in the Bible. The Bible has so many historical backups to it. Like, it's it's so reliable. And also the accounts that were written in the Bible were written within like 100 years of Jesus actually being here, specifically the New Testament. And any other historical text this time wasn't written for a few hundred years after the things actually happened. So I liked the case for Christ because it gave a lot of really specific examples and hard evidence as to why the Bible is reliable. So if you have some questions regarding those types of things, I really suggest you reading that book. But that is what the Bible is. There's an Old Testament and there is a New Testament and it's all compiled of books written by several different authors and all guided ultimately by God, by the Holy Spirit. And it's all God breathed. Yeah, and going back to the historical text aspect, um, a lot of times people view the Bible as because it has these really powerful stories of miracles happening. They view it as a fiction. Yeah. That's why a lot of times it's really hard for them to connect it with the real world because there's supernatural things that that do happen in the Bible that happened in real life. But it's hard for them to fathom that because, again, they do not believe in those types of things. So they view it as like, okay, this is just a story. Rather than, okay, there's historical evidence for this and that. There's like, I think it was a philosopher. I cannot tell you the name, but you could go and do your um, research. But there's actually like several philosophers that were at that time that talked about a man that did miracles who proclaimed himself to be the Messiah and was killed on a cross, like was killed by, by crucifixion. Like it's spoken about and backed up by other sources outside of the Bible. So the Bible is very real. It is not a story. It is a fact. It is a history book. And also not only our history, but our future as well. Yeah, and something that we teach the kids also is how to 
read and like find the books of the bible like it's it might be self-explanatory but like the bible has the name next to it and then the chapter and then the verses so for example psalms 91 2 so that is the chapter and the verse so a lot of times we'll say oh like john chapter 1 mm -hmm. 3 or john 1 3 and that means the chapter and the verse and also of course once in the beginning of the bible they have like the table of contents yeah. and it tells you where each book is and there's also some bibles that actually tell you like the description of each book like i know the she reads truth book um before each chapter it'll explain like the historical background to it and what that book is meant to teach you so there's a variety of different bibles and different translations so it's honestly what fits best for you i know a lot of people don't like king james version <laughs> i used to to read king yeah. james version i currently read the new international yeah. version but at my church they read the english standard version which i think is really really easy to understand if yeah. you're like very fluent english um for spanish what is that called reno valerio yeah, or something reno, like that reno, um i think that's one that a lot of people read 1980 i believe and and they have a more modern one. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. But there's literally so many different versions of the Bible. So you can find which one you understand the best. Another great resource is the Bible app for you to go through those different versions and see which one you can actually understand. Yeah. Because it's all saying the same words. It's just doing it in a version for that you can understand. Some yeah, are some are more, language. exactly. Or yeah. some are more like old time language. Mm -hmm. And some are more like more like what is yeah, it called like like, like english yeah like english vibes yeah modern That's yeah the yeah I was looking yes for. so um about who wrote the bible so again like she said these were men inspired by god the old testament we're dealing with people like moses david solomon jeremiah we have a few other people that also wrote those books and then we're looking in the new testament the Gospels, which are included in the New Testament, were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we have people like Paul, Peter, James. There's a variety of people that wrote the Bible. And some of them wrote multiple books. So there's certain um, there's certain chapters or books in the Bible that are written by the same author. And you'll actually see it by their writing style. And then you could also research and find the historical evidence of who wrote it. Like, I believe Paul wrote a few books in the Bible. Mm -hmm. He wrote the, the letters, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like she said, there's uh, different books. Some don't have, like, a significant person. Like, I mean, like, the... The, the name, name of the yeah. person as the name of the book. Exactly. Like, for Go example, ahead. like, Thessalonians is about, like, the church at Thessalonica. Like, yeah. but it's written by Paul. Yeah, so, but, like, the context clues give us... The idea of who wrote it, exactly. like for sure. Yeah. So why should we believe what is written in the Bible? This is also a big thing. Like I said, when we have faith in God, we believe that God's word is true and it is real. And God's word is the Bible. God's word is in the Bible. He spoke to these people through the Holy Spirit for them to write down whatever he wanted to be written down. And that's why we should believe that what is written in the Bible is true because it's God's word. And then not only that, but it's backed up by so many different yeah. 
evidence sources that you should also look at that if you need that extra yeah and push um, also that god's word you have to believe it in all of its entirety yes. like i've i've heard people that are like oh i believe this certain section or they'll try to twist it to their own benefit you have to really look at the context because context yeah extremely matters and also look at the time period because that matters as well and really just believe it all because if not then you're you're basically calling God a liar. Like, if you're not believing a certain section, you're like, oh, that's not true, yeah. you know? And yeah. you're also creating, like, your own version of God when you manipulate what God says yeah. to fit what you want to do because God has a way of living, and it's a righteous and true way of living. And if you want to take his words and manipulate them and change them into your version of what is right, you are no longer abiding by God's word. You're yeah. abiding by your own word. Yes, and the Bible says to not add on or diminish anything in it. So, again, you cannot manipulate it um, to your own liking or, again, add anything or diminish anything. And also, like Kate said, with context— when you read your word, I think it's also important to think about the time period, specifically the Old Testament. A lot of things happen that people are like, oh, like, why would they allow this? Like, you have to think about the time they were living in, what yeah. the norm was for that culture. Mm -hmm. And that's when you also take what's said in the Bible and you can kind of understand why they did things a certain way and why um, they may have acted in a certain way. And yeah. that was the norm. For example, like stoning people was a norm at that time that's not something you see now but at the time that was a normal punishment yeah. for certain things and that doesn't mean that like it was acceptable back then yes but it was stuff that happened back then again this is a historical text so it's telling you the stuff that happened right you know so yes believing in the entirety of god's word so in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And this goes back to our point that the Word is God's living and breathing Word. That is what the Bible is. And we should believe it and respect it as such. Like she said, don't add on to it. Don't change it. Don't manipulate it to fit into what you would like it to be. It's God's Word. It's been with Him since the beginning. It always has been and it always will be. So we have to make sure that we are giving it the correct reverence and respect that it deserves. And also, this was Paul speaking at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. So this is just another testament as to how God's word is his word, and we should respect it as such. We should treat it as such, and we should be reading it and constantly going through it, looking for what else God has to say to us through it. So how does God speak to you through his word? Like I said, um, God will use the Bible to speak to you in a very specific way. But how will he speak to you through it? You have to read it. It's if you just have your Bible sitting there on your desk collecting dust, you're not going to get anything out of it. How can you expect God to speak to you through his word if you won't look at it? You have to open it up and seek and look at his word. You have to read it. And I feel like the first thing you should do before you even open your Bible is pray. You should be asking God for knowledge 
for understanding. You should ask him for wisdom because those are three things that you need when reading the word. And if you have questions, like I will read the word sometimes and I will not understand what is going on. And I'll literally stop and be like, God, can you please give me fresh understanding? Can you please help me understand why this happened? Because it is a history book. There are a lot of things that happen that don't align with God. And just because they're written in the Bible doesn't mean that God means that things are acceptable. It's just what happened. There's literally Google too. There's also study books yes. to help with that. Um, I think, yeah, you what? were telling me about the study book. I don't know what book. the Bible, Bible study. study book is called. It's called the Bible study. Yeah, it's called the Bible study. I don't know study. the author, but it is amazing. She got it for me for my birthday, and I really like it because it helps you to relate the word back to your life. And not only to your life, but it helps you to understand, like, why this was happening and also it gives you context to the historical time so i really like the bible study book to go along with reading your word if this is your first time reading the bible or your first time studying the bible because i've read the bible like front cover to end multiple times and i've never gotten into it in this way until i started doing this bible study book so i think it's a really helpful option if you're looking into studying your word more yeah for sure i i Definitely think that if you're more interested in historical too, like to get like the historical study Bibles, or if you're more of like, oh, personal, how to relate it to my life, you know, things such as that, like whatever your interests are, try to like, you know, find a study Bible Bible for it. Or again, like I said, you could Google it. Like anytime I have like, I'm not sure how to interpret a word that I'm reading, I I go on Google and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it means. This is the significance. And also it's important to also get different perspectives as well. So it's good to also look at sermons. Some sermons are really good for analyzing certain scriptures. Listen to podcasts that talk about these things. Like my mom listens to, um, I'm not sure what it's called, but he is uh, Hebrew and he actually studies the Bible and he gives a lot of historical context to it so if you're into that you could look at that on YouTube like you could listen to podcasts where people are talking about certain topics like <laughs> us um, and you could dive deep into it and kind of get different perspectives onto it and then go to God and be like okay this is what I understood like is this correct is this what you wanted me to get out of it and God will clarify it to you he definitely will he will not leave you confused and misunderstanding his word he will make it clear so we can learn what does and does not glorify God by looking at the stories of the Bible if you go into the Old Testament when God rescued the Israelites from Egypt we clearly see the Israelites sinning over and over and over again and doing things that did not honor God like um, worshiping idols and that was a one big thing that God asked them not to do and the second that they had the opportunity to they did it and then they did it again and again and again and again so that just shows us that we are often like the israelites like we sin over and over again even though god tells us not to and gives us the opportunity to try again so it's really important for us to take those stories to understand what the message is in it because also when you're reading the new testament jesus speaks a lot in um, parables like in metaphors so it's really important to take those stories and to interpret them correctly and apply them to our life and realize what God's message is through the story because a lot of it is that deciphering what the message is through the story and some of it is very direct do not do this do not do that so it's really important to get into your word and to know these things Mm -hmm. 
and also it's there are some tough parts to kind of get through like going through especially leviticus and exodus those parts yeah like it could get (laughs) it could get testy (laughs) okay but it's honestly everything's really important and i'm 100% sure like if you go and analyze those texts like it has such a significance to it and again like it gets tough but you just have to like power through you know like because they had so many measurements i i was like oh Oh my gosh gosh, yeah when they're talking about like the tabernacle and everything it's like chapters and chapters and chapters and then they also repeat themselves they'll repeat themselves multiple times about how to build a tabernacle because they move to a different place so it's a lot of like, especially in the beginning, I feel like the Old Testament is more like that than the New Testament. Yeah. It's like a lot of like repeating like measurements and things like that. But it's so significant. Yeah. When I read the Bible in the past, I definitely like gleaned over them. Like, I'm not going to lie. I definitely gleaned over them. But now I was like, I'm actually going to read it. It brings so much significance. Like in the Old Testament, it talks about um, a prostitute named Rahab who helped the two spies from the Israel from Israelites come into the town and spy over the town before the attack because God called them to attack this city. And she was actually in the genealogy of Jesus, but I would have never known that if I didn't read the genealogy. And you see how all of these stories that you're reading in the beginning, which maybe at the time you're like, what is the significance? You realize the significance later on because you read those genealogies and you actually understand it. So it's so important not to glean over any area of the Bible. Every single word is important. And I can read the same passage over and over and over again and get a completely different message every single time. Like you will find something new every single time you read it. Like, the amount of times I've read Genesis and I get a different, like, I get a different thing that I didn't realize was being said before because every word matters. Every yeah. single word matters. It, it was like I was telling you the other day. I was like, obviously God is the creator, but I didn't think he was creative. Like, I, he's creative, but I didn't think of the word creative until I was reading Genesis, the beginning. Like, I was like, in the beginning, he created. And I was like, wait he's creative you know like he he put so much thought into making everything without ever having a blueprint for it like that is amazing it was like okay like I came to this realization and it's I've read Genesis so it's like you see the new interpretation that you get each time you read something Yeah. yeah it's really beautiful and that's why it's so important to read your word read it often and never stop rereading your word Just because you finished reading the Bible, you're like, okay, I've read the Bible. I know all the verses. I'm good. No, you have to keep reading it because you will always get a new message out of it. And God will use the Bible. Like, I will be going through something or I feel like God will be kind of telling me like, hey, convicting me of something. And one way that I see that he does this is through the Bible. Like, I will hear a message at church on a Sunday and be like, oh, that kind of, I feel like kind of convicted by that. And then while I'm reading my word throughout the week, I'll see that same message being portrayed throughout whatever I'm reading. And the lesson will be there. And I'll be like, oh, well, God's trying to tell me something. So that's a really important reason why you need to read your word, because God will speak to you through it. God will show you what is right in his eyes and what is not. God will guide you through your difficult situations as well. And also I find that reading the Bible has brought me a lot of peace and comfort because it's just a constant reminder that like God is there. 
God is listening. God's word is living and everything he says still stands today. Like there's a song um, that was that says like God is the same as he was yesterday and he is today and he will be in the future. Like God never changes and God's word stands the same. It stands firm through all ages. And so it's so beautiful when you read it and you are connected to it in this way. Mm -hmm. And there's a song also that I know in Spanish, but it's like, El cielo, el cielo y la tierra pasará, mas su palabra nunca pasará. So it's like yeah. the earth and everything is going to pass away, but his word will never pass. It will never yes. leave. It is there permanent and it will never be changed. And when you read your word, it's just so important to really step into that being your time with God. Prayer and reading your word, worship, that is your personal time with God. If you want to grow a relationship with somebody, you spend time with them. And this is one way that you can spend time with God and grow that relationship with him. It's a way to dedicate time to him without having all these other distractions of everyday life. And that's why I recommend reading your Bible first thing in the morning. If you have to wake up early to read your Bible, wake up early, read your Bible before anybody's up. And before you even go on your phone, read your Bible or read it at the end of your day when everyone's in their rooms, no one's bothering you so that you can just dedicate that time truly to God. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, it says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. So that's also telling us that we need to be in our word. We need to be sharing the word. We need to be teaching the word. And until Jesus comes back. And even after that, we'll still be, we'll be with the word. We'll be with God. But it's so important to continuously seek God, to read his word, to use his word in your everyday life, to share his word with others. So like I said, how to start reading your word. I believe you should make a goal. I'm going to read 10 pages a day. I'm going to read five pages a day. I'm going to read for 30 minutes. What I started doing is I will read 10 pages a day. It's simple. It takes me about 30 minutes to do. And it's a way for me to connect with God first thing in my morning without me having to take like hours of reading. I still get so much out of that little bit I read in the morning. And I'll also read the Bible throughout the day on my phone. But that's just my dedicated time. I'll read 10 pages of the Bible. It takes me about 30 minutes. And I'll have spent time with God in the morning. And it just sets me off right. It starts my day off in the best way possible. Like I can't even explain how reading the words in the first part of my day has changed me. I don't go on my phone. I don't respond to text messages. I instantly get out of my bed and get into my word. It's so important to do. Or you know like those people that they randomly open a page and they're like, oh. This I've never been able to do that. I've, I've never been able to do that. Like, some people do that, and they find, like, a word that, like, yeah. talks about them. Like, every time I do that, it's, it's like, like, everybody says random. that is not, like, recommended. Like, yeah. don't do not do that. <laughs> I started from the beginning, but I know some people um recommend to start from the New Testament because you're talking about Jesus. And if you're a new uh, believer, sometimes you need to, like, learn about Jesus first before you go into, like, everything else yeah. so whichever one you feel more comfortable with i personally start at the old testament every time i read the bible but i've also heard the new testament recommended so you could yeah. try that as well if the old testament is like too much for you because i know it is a lot like we said with measurements and genealogies and things of that nature yeah um there's definitely like not a set order that everybody like goes by um it is recommended like you said sometimes the new testament but you can look online and kind of see, like, 
where is it that I want to go? What is yeah. it that I want to learn first? A lot of people start with Psalms because it's, like, easy. Like, yeah. you know, it's pretty simple to, like, get at. But it depends on what your preference is. Um, If you want to know, it, I think it is good, like, if you want to know more about Jesus first than yeah. the New Testament, of course. And another thing that I really recommend for you to do when you're reading your word is take notes. Like, I forgot what, <laughs> my it was either my pastor or somebody that was, like, um visiting the church that day and giving the sermon, and he was like, God has never spoken to someone who didn't have a pen in their hand. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's, like, a, that's a good point. Like, when they were writing, like, the Bible, like, they had to have a pen in their hand. They had to be ready to hear, to receive God's word. And that is so real. Like, when you're reading your word, like, you should have that pen in your hand. You should be taking notes. You should be ready to write down whatever God's going to say to you, whatever you're going to get out of that message that God's trying to give you. Because God wants to speak to you, and he wants you to retain that, too. He doesn't want him to, he doesn't want to just speak to you and then just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then it goes over your head. He wants you to write it down, to instill it in your life. So I think that's a really good um, thing to add to your Bible reading routine yeah. is to take notes, like annotate, um, highlight. Like those are all helpful things to really like study your word. That way you're not just reading it. It's really about getting into your word daily. Get into your word. Spend dedicated time with God reading his word. He has a message for you in it. You need to just open up your Bible and look for it. Make sure that you're actually believing in the words that God says because it is his true and breathing word, as we said earlier. And it's such an important part of connecting with God and having a relationship with him. He has given us this guide to life. And why would you not take advantage of that, you know? So it's very important to read your word, to connect with it, to study it, to research more about it. Think about the historical context. Think about what God was trying to convey in his message and really apply it to your life. Yes. So now we're going to get into basically the power of the word, like the weight it really, really holds. Right, and I wanted to start off with the verse, Psalms 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That shows me that there is such a great power in the word when you hold it close and you study it. You, It's in your mind. It's daily. It's your daily intake. It lets me know that sin has no power over you because you have that word in you. And that's going to go against whatever temptation is going at you. When we know and keep the word, we can use it to fight off the devil. Again, to fight off those temptations. And there's also an importance here that it shows me that it's important to memorize scripture. For me, it's super hard to like memorize like even basic stuff. <laughs> but like it's really important to memorize the scripture. Because that's what we're going to use in those moments of weakness, yes. in those moments of temptations. So a way to kind of memorize scripture or that I kind of started doing is like I'll write it down. I'll have like a daily verse I'll write down. Um, and then I'll just like think about it constantly throughout the day. I'll look back to it and kind of like say it out loud to kind of just have it like rolling around in my head. It's super hard for me to memorize stuff, but, you know, I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. 
Yeah, I noticed that when I try to memorize scripture, I'll memorize like the scripture, but I'll forget like yeah. where it is. So that's also important. It is hard to do, but it is really important to know your word because in those difficult times, you're going to be reminded of God's word because you memorized it and because you have it ingrained in you. But if you don't memorize God's word in those difficult times, you can be like, well, God's not there for me. I don't know anything. And that's just because you haven't been in your word, receiving it and really like keeping it tight towards you. Yeah. And there was actually a preacher. Um, She was talking about how she went to Israel and that at Israel, the people knew the scripture by heart. Like they would say it like uh, spontaneously and they just knew it. And I was like, wow, like I definitely crave that to just know the word at such a great level like that to just know like each part I feel like that's so so important to keep that within us and actually Jesus actually used the scripture to rebuke the devil if we look at Matthew 4 3 it says the tempter came to to him and said if you are the son of God tell these stones to become bread Jesus answered it is written man it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus there is using the word to f- fight off the devil. He's like, because Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Like, he was definitely hungry. I know he was hungry. Because <laughs> he, he was, was still human. He was all God, but he was still human. So he had the same wants and needs as we yeah. did. So he was suffering. He slept. He ate <laughs> everything. Yeah. So in this moment, you imagine you being in the desert. 40 days, 40 nights. And then somebody comes and like, oh, do you want a piece of bread? They're like, duh, give it to me. Like, you're going to be like, yes, yes. And Jesus was like, no, like, this is the word. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And this is also important to look at for fasting. I was about to say that exact same thing. This is so important for fasting because a lot of times we focus on reading the word and prayer, but this is so powerful for fasting. But we'll get into that in another episode. But again, we whenever we have these temptations, whenever we have like these difficult situations, a lot of times we tend to kind of forget the word and kind of rely on ourselves and think like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, no, you have to look back into the word, what the word tells you, because if you truly believe the word, then you're going to think what the word says. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm so ugly. <laughs> like, I'm so ugly. Like, what does the word tell you? What does the world tell you? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, we are God's masterpiece. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't read your word and you didn't memorize it. You wouldn't know that. You would, you might have read it once, but you wouldn't have retained that word. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, we really, again, have to read the word and get into the word. Especially if we want to fight off temptation. Because I know that, especially in hard, like, settings, it's difficult to be like, like use your own strength is you can't use your own strength you have to rely on the strength that the word gives you amen facts and it is so important to memorize your word but memorizing your word is nothing without belief in Mm -hmm. god's word if you know every single line of the bible that's awesome but if you don't believe in a single letter of it it means nothing So you need to have faith in that word, believe that it is God's living and breathing word and what he says is true. And when you believe in that, that's when you're able to use the word 
to fight temptation, to fight um, spiritual warfare. Like the word is the sword of the spirit. Like this is how we combat the enemy. So if we don't know our word, like the enemy is going to be throwing us around left and right because we don't have our way to defend ourselves. So we need to know our word. We really do. And then for sure, like she said, we have to have that power behind the word that we're, we're reading and believing in it because even the devil knows the word. The devil knows the word. Exactly. Like, he, he knows the word. But, again, if you have that faith and that power behind those words that you are reading, you're believing it with all your heart, then that's it, you know? So, and let's look at Second Timothy three sixteen through 17. All scripture is God, God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's like she was saying, like we need to be equipped to fight off the devil, to fight off the temptations, to fight off the adversaries that come to our life. And how do we do that? By reading the word. It has literally like every single solution to any problem you will ever experience on this earth. The Bible has an answer to that, like divorce, like if you, uh, somebody killed your brother or sister, like unforgiveness, pain, depression, anxiety, fear, every single thing that you have ever gone through, the Bible has an answer to it. But you have to read your word and you have to believe in what the word is saying to you. And you have to apply it as well. You can't just read the word, know the word, believe in the word, and then not use it. You have to use it as well. Yeah, like it says right here, it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That is so, so important. Training in righteousness, that stood out a lot to me because that word is going to teach you each and every day how to be better and better and better. Obviously, we're never going to reach perfection, but we do have to live a Christ-like life. That's what the Bible tells us. So the word is just telling you right here. Reading the word, the scripture, is what's going to lead us to that. To Obviously, believing in the word and the scripture is going to lead us to live a more righteous life. And also for correcting. A lot of, I don't like getting corrected. <laughs> I don't like it, but it's something that has to be done. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that we do that is not right in the eyes of God. And how are we going to know that if we're not reading the word? If we're not analyzing like, hey. You can't, <laughs> I was about to say, you can't murder. <laughs> you can't, obviously, that's something we all know. Yes, but like, we all know that. For an, analyzing purposes. You can't murder, you can't cheat, you can't. How are we going to know that if we're not reading the word, you know? Some people say like, oh, that's just morals, but everybody has their own set of morals and values. And the Bible is our set of morals and values as believers in Christ. It's not based on what you think is right or wrong. It's what God has said in his word is right or wrong. And that's the way that we should be living our lives by. Yeah. And also, again, God is all knowing. So maybe something you think isn't that bad or isn't affecting others is actually affecting a whole lot. He's the one that knows the entire universe. He knows everything. So he knows that that certain thing, even if it's super small, is going to affect, that it may grow and, again, affect the situation or your environment. 
I don't know so. if you've experienced this, but like I've experienced people who have talked to me about the Bible and said like, oh, it's it's just a set of rule books. So if you don't follow a rule, then you're not a believer in Christ. And that's something that I've heard often from somebody who has claimed to have studied the Bible, has gone to um, Bible school. But if you really read your word, you know, it's not a set of rules. God doesn't give us a set of rules and say, you have to follow all these rules. And if not, then you're going to hell. He gives us the gift of grace. But we also need to try our best, like Kate said, to live a Christ-like life. And that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect because we are sinners and our flesh loves sin. And it is going to be a constant battle like we talked about in our last episode. But you need to be doing your part as well. So you need to be taking God's word and putting it into action. And just because you make a mistake, which all of us make, does not mean that you are no longer seen by Christ because you didn't follow something that he called us to do in the word. That just means you made a mistake and that you go to Christ and ask for forgiveness. So don't think of the Bible as a set of rules because it isn't. It's just a guide to how to live life the best way on earth. And that is like such a different way of seeing it and that is the way that you should see it. It is a guide to life on earth. It is to protect you from the pain and suffering of this world. Everything that God tells us to do is for our protection and our good. And you need to start seeing it that way instead of it being like a list of restrictions. It's a path to life, a good life. Yes. Again, God knows even from the beginning of time, he told Adam and Eve, like, don't eat from that tree because I know what's going to happen. And he told them what's going to happen. But they were like, oh, I kind of want to do my own thing, like, you know. And guess what? Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So God knows best for every situation. And that's also another thing. Like, you have to be obedient to God's word. Like, you can't just read it and, like, oh, be like, but I don't really like that part. Again, like, manipulating it. Like, no. Like, you have to be obedient to it. You have to cherish it, love it. Because this is honestly an honor to even be able to enter the kingdom of God. So another thing is that you were kind of getting into too is that um the word of god is a guide so if we look at psalms 119 105 the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path that means that light is supposed to guide when we see you see all these lights (laughs) when we see light we know where we're going right so that's what it's telling telling us that it's going to light our way to show us the path that we need to go on. And and it is the only truly true way to get to know God. It really is just reading the word. Like it cuz back then, right, when I was younger, like I would hear of God, you know, but I didn't like really study it. Like so I would hear these things like, "Oh, God is this, this and that. He does this, this and that." But like I wasn't really experiencing it. So I I believe that when you really read the word, you get to experience who God is, you know? Maybe you weren't living, obviously you weren't living in those times, but you get to experience what God did, how God moved, and just overall get to know him more. So, yeah. Back to that song I was talking about, I realized what the lyrics, like, actually are, and it's like, you were provider then, you're provider now, like, you are the same God, you are the same God, and it has, like, multiple lyrics like this, and 
if you don't read your Bible, you'll never know who God was then. And the same God that was then is the same God that is now. So what God did for people then, he's going to do now and he's going to continue to do in the future. And you can believe it will be done because he's already done it. And that's why it's so important to get into your word, to know who God is, know what he's done for you, know what he will do for you. That's how you see his promises for you. If you don't read your word, you don't know what his promise is for you. You don't know how he feels about you. You don't know why you were created. You don't know what your purpose is. But that's why it's so important to know that God gave us this guide. He gave us this history book. He gave us this biography so that we can know these things and we can have this life on earth the best way possible if we listen to his guidance that he left us with and the bible tells us everything that we need to know like a lot of people tried to like oh but i need to know this this and that like why is this this and that like no like we the bible tells us everything that we need to know on this earth it tells us what we need to do and how to get it done us as humans can only understand so much And um, I think that often we may try to find further understanding, but God just simply did not want us to know because he knew we weren't capable of knowing or understanding that information. And that's why we have the Bible. That's why we have what God has given us. If he wanted to let us know more, he would let us know more, but he didn't. And especially when you really get into your word and start reading into Revelation, He's really specific in what he wants us to know, and he lets us know quite a bit. So I think that the Bible is more than enough um, for the past, the present, and the future. And if you know your word and you read your word, when the future comes, when those end times come, you'll know what is true and what is from God, and you'll know what isn't. You'll know what to do. And We need to continue to read our word. We need to continue to meditate on it, to study it, and to believe in it and act out on it. Yes, for sure. And that also made me think back to, like, stories I've heard that people even in prison, like, in different countries that aren't allowed to get Bibles, that they have that word memorized so deep in their heart that they're able to write it out and everything. And I feel like that's so, so beautiful. And that's something that we all have to really get into. Like, I feel like in America, actually... There's a story of this girl. She married, I believe she was from Israel too, that she married a man and that was from America. And they both came over here. And then she was telling the man, like, I want to go back home. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, I brought you I over here. This. He was like, I brought you over here. Like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, I feel like you guys don't praise God as it should be. She said, like, we're yeah. asleep. Yeah. Like, we're very, very, like, lazy, I'll I'll say it, we're a lazy generation. Like, we don't really get things done. Like, it's hard for us to even, like, get up and and live, like, go work or anything like that. Like, we need to, like, you know, speed it up. Also, it's, like, part of, like, technology. That's why earlier I said, like, before you pick up your phone in the morning, like, turn that alarm off, get up out of bed, don't stay on your phone scrolling on tiktok like i've been guilty of it but i've been trying to be more disciplined and get up out of my bed and start my day with god don't start your day filling yourself with videos about how you need to be better at doing everything in your life and how this person's prettier than you and don't fill your life with that fill your life with christ 
So we want to end off all of our episodes with prayer. We do have a prayer request form um, on our link tree where you guys can give us prayer requests for anything that you want us to pray over, whether that be you, a friend, a situation, whatever it may be. Please let us know and we would love to pray for you. And today we're just going to pray over our podcast, pray over this episode, and pray that you guys understood what we said and that you guys all take this word and put it into action. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for allowing us to be here, to spread your word, and to talk about the living word that you have granted us access to. We thank you so, so much for the viewers that are here, God, that you may open their hearts, that they may be able to receive the word that you have given them, and that they may be able to learn more about you through your scripture, that they may be able to memorize your scripture, and hold power in that scripture, God. Thank you so, so much for allowing us, again, to really just speak about your greatness and all that you have done for us. We thank you for this podcast, and we just humble ourselves just to give you all the glory and all of the honor, because you so, so much deserve it. God, that you may speak to the viewer's heart and their mind, that they may have understood what was said and that this may be something fruitful lord you come before you today and thank you so much for this episode thank you for putting this topic on our hearts thank you for guiding us through this episode and for speaking through us lord we pray that all of the viewers today understand the significance of reading your word we thank you god for giving us access to your word thank you lord for allowing us to be able to have a guide to this life on earth Thank you, God, for giving us your living and breathing word to eat as our daily bread each and every day. Lord, we pray that we motivated some people, Lord, to get into their word today, to put you first in their day, to connect with you, and to really feed that relationship with you each and every day. We hope that you uncover more and more from your word every time that we read it. We pray that you give us knowledge, understanding, and wisdom as we read your word, as we meditate on it, and as we study Thank you, God, for this opportunity. Once again, we pray that you bless and protect all of us and our viewers, Lord. We thank you, God, for everything that you do. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you in two weeks.